In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Now a certain ruler asked him, saying, Good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? So Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is God. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor your father and your mother. And he said, All these things I have kept from my youth. So when Jesus heard these things, he said to him, You still lack one thing. Sell all that you have and distribute to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, follow me. But when he heard this, he became very sorrowful, for he was very rich. And when Jesus saw that he became very sorrowful, he said, How hard it is for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God, for it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And those who heard it said, Who then can be saved? But he said, The things which are impossible with men are possible with God. And so wrapping up our discussion of this part of Luke's gospel, we left off with the question of who can be saved? How do I do this? I, and the realization that I can't. I can't do this. It is beyond my capability. And Christ answers and says, he doesn't say, no, you're good enough. And he doesn't say, no, 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 you can do it. No, he says, the things which are impossible with men. He, he encourages and, and explains to us, you're correct. Impossible is the correct word. The things which are impossible with men are possible with God. It's not us. It's not we who do the things that get us to heaven. We don't earn heaven. That's Pelagianism, and it's a heresy for a reason. It is the free gift of God's grace. And, and we've been preempting all of this. We've been talking about catharsis, photesis, theosis, there is work that we have to do all throughout scriptures. It's an undeniable reality that to do nothing, and that's not what is meant by we don't earn heaven, it's entirely the free gift of God. It's not meant that we don't do anything or even that our actions are unnecessary. No, no. It recognizes that our actions are not sufficient. 
and that God is super abundantly merciful. But no one goes to heaven against their will, and will is enacted, and we have to participate in the actions of God. The, the Greek word in a lot, in, for this synergy, to work with, and it's related to the divine energies of God, this recognition that, as Paul says, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives within me. Peter says we become partakers of the divine nature. We talk about we do the things. We are the body of Christ, and the body acts, but we act not by ourselves, but we become the kinds of beings, the kind of being that takes on this divine action and enacts it. And there really is a both and between divine action and human action. They become one action. Uh, we can think back to Genesis. Therefore, a man leaves his father and his mother and he clings to the wife and the two become one flesh. That's what heaven is. It's us becoming spiritually one flesh with Christ. And it's the fulfillment of what we're doing here on earth. It's, it's, it's doing that on earth that allows us to, to then do it forever in heaven. We have to empty ourselves of sin. We have to fill ourselves with prayer and good works. And that constant living out of the commandments of God, that constant living out of the desire, the active desire for God is what then allows us through the holy mysteries of the church to receive the free gift of deifying grace that we don't earn. We have not earned it. We're not worthy of it. But we are, through the grace of God, able to receive that free gift. One of the images I, I have used with my students before is imagine heaven is like the ocean. And there, there's you, in order to, when you, I think, when you die, you are plunged into the ocean. This is great if you can breathe underwater. This is awful if you can't. And deifying grace is like God giving us gills. It's like him giving us, turning us into the kind of being that can breathe water. We can think of it as turning us into the kind of being that can breathe in heaven, to exist in heaven. But we can't receive, imagine if, if God is trying to put gills on us and we're constantly turning away and not letting ourselves be handled or formed, then they're not going to be on there. And it's not because God's not able to do it. It's because he chooses not to do it. He chooses to give us free will. And that means something. He doesn't save us if we don't want it. He allows us the ability to say no. But he allows us to say no by giving us the ability to say yes 
and to and to receive that free gift. And so the things which are impossible with men they are possible with God. And it requires us to do our part to obey the commandments, to do good works, to avoid evil, to foster a relationship with God, to become through even through the rational grace of God, um, which allows us to do these good things in the first place, to allow ourselves to be savable so that then the free gift of salvation is meaningful when it's given to us.